In the seminary, I was assigned for a few months to live in a parish, in a rectory, and basically live as an intern, sort of understudy to the priest. And the priest mentor that I had is someone who I looked up to and still to this day look up to very much, especially in the way that he lives the priesthood, um, and especially the way that he loves his people in such a personal and devoted way. And I remember the first time I went with him to the hospital to visit someone who was sick. He was in the car, and he just, like, sighed, this heavy sigh, and he says, they're so not ready for this. Um, and I asked him what he meant, and he started to describe that this family that we were going to see, um, it was a 15- or 16-year-old boy who was dying of cancer. And the family was just not ready to surrender to the, to the reality that he wasn't getting better. They tried all this stuff, and had been praying as a community. I never knew them. I had just arrived that week uh, to the parish. So I felt a little awkward even walking into the room, to be honest. And I was very much looking at uh, this priest, this mentor of mine, to, for like visual cues of what I was supposed to even do. Um, and I was very, very nervous. Uh, I'd never been in a situation that intense. I felt a little bit like an interloper, like, are they going to think it's weird that I'm even standing here? Who is this red-haired guy that's with the priest, just some dude? Um, very self-conscious. And as we walked into the room, I could hear the wailing. The mother was crying um, and, like, begging her son, please don't die, please don't. It was like this super dramatic scene and all the kids and brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles. It's just a, a room packed with family. And there's barely anywhere for me to stand, and I kind of just stood in the corner wanting to, like, crawl out of my skin. Like, what am I doing here? How, how could I possibly be helping? Um, and I watched uh, Father Mark walk in the room, and he just went right up to the mother and put his arm around her and said, it's time to get him ready for heaven. And then he went right next to the young man on the, uh, by the bedside and gathered everyone around, and he began to pray. And then he gave him the sacraments. Um, and it didn't immediately calm everybody down. There was still this emotional uh, high note going on. But what I noticed was that Father Mark was a thermostat, to use the metaphor. Like, he could walk in and change the temperature of the room. I was a thermometer. I walked in, and I was like, whoa! This room is hot. Now I feel hot. You know, he walked in with this calm and this serenity that other people then could attune to. It was a beautiful thing to watch. Um, and I had no idea at the time, where is that coming from? Are you just really professional? <laughs> you know, have you just been doing this so long that you can walk into a room and, and change the timbre like that? Um, no, it comes from Jesus. It comes from a deep confidence that wherever he goes, Jesus goes with him. And especially in the priesthood, but any Christian, wherever we go, there is the Lord. He's with us. He goes before us. I thought of this with this gospel today because Jesus is healing all these people in Capernaum. It starts with Simon, his mother-in-law, her fever, but then they hear that there's healing going on and everybody wants to come to Jesus so much so that he, he, just to get a little bit of alone time with the Father, he gets up before dawn, goes off to a deserted place to pray. And the apostles find him and say, Lord, everybody's looking for you. You know, like, you've got a line. You know, our business, our healing business is growing. 
um, our ministry is really succeeding, you could imagine the apostles getting excited, like, wow, we're following this rabbi, and he's, he's really something. And Jesus' response is, let's go to the next village. Let's leave. This is why I came, to, to announce the kingdom. You know, the kingdom has been announced here. They know I've arrived. Let's go somewhere else. And maybe in the apostles' heart, there's this resistance, like, why would we leave something that's going so well? We know it works here. We know the gospel's being received. But Jesus knows that it's not the place that's made him effective. It's his relationship with the Father. That this healing goes wherever Jesus goes. He doesn't need to stay in one place for his word to have effect. Wherever he goes, that will happen. Um, He is a thermostat. Where Jesus goes, the healing goes, that, that grace goes. He's free, in other words, to move about and not be chained to one spot or one circumstance or one group of friends. It's like, this is my comfort zone. This I know works. He can go way out of his comfort zone, like Father Mark. He stays the same person wherever he goes as well. Even if that thermostat, he ratchets up the, thermo- the, the temperature and people don't like it and they start resisting him, criticizing him, even trying to arrest and kill him, still stays the same person because he's in communion with the Father. Sometimes I think we think that we can only be Christian, fully Christian, good Christians in certain places or in certain circumstances. Like, otherwise, if we go to that place or we're among those people, we'll be sort of like sullied by them or our spiritual wavelength will get on theirs and, you know, we'll lose our relationship with God because it's like, oh man, that's, I'm in a place of temptation or I'm in a place of, of darkness or out of my comfort with people that don't get it. Maybe we feel ashamed of the gospel, ashamed of being dedicated Christians, embarrassed for not being able to give this full yes. We might find ourselves in a situation where we, we just can't approve of what the world approves of because it's not God's will. It's not leading to holiness, to true happiness. And it makes us feel like a wet blanket or like a dork or a weirdo. That's not fun. I'd rather be around my Catholic friends. I'd rather be in a place where I can, like, I know that people get it. Um, But if we do that, internally, we're giving in to this lie that sin is stronger than grace. St. Paul says, "Where, where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. Grace The gift of God is like light. Sin is like darkness. Light scatters the darkness with no effect. Look at the light coming in. It's like the sun doesn't need to battle the night. It just rises and then, boom, the night's over. That's the way God's grace is. That's the way Jesus walks into Capernaum. He has arrived, and people can see it, and that grace is effective. And this is the truth, that wherever the Christian goes, that place is transformed by that grace. You have the Holy Spirit. You carry the Lord into that situation. You are not, like, snuffed out. Your grace is not, like, um, overwhelmed by the darkness. Rather, you, you carry in it this light, which is symbolized at your baptism with the baptismal candle. Your godparents have said, keep this light burning brightly until they bring it into the gates of heaven. We have this light, which is the light of Christ in us, that we carry into especially dark places. And we transform the circumstances we find ourselves in. We become thermostats, not thermometers. Maybe you you have this 
certain friend groups or family situations or just school, work, whatever circumstance where like, you find yourself being a different person. You're hiding your lamp under a bushel basket because it's like, I don't think it's welcome here. I don't think, I don't think this, is, this goes here. Open it up. Not in a way to like, God's not control, try, trying to get you to control and change other people and make them feel weird that like, oh, this person's a Christian and so they don't like me or they're judging me or something like that. But to gently bring that light to bear and to say, I'm not changed by this circumstance. If what you guys are talking about is really a bummer, <laughs> you know, you're just dragging people down, it's gossipy, it's, it's vulgar or whatever. Um, you don't have to tell everybody like, what you think about what they're doing is wrong, but to just bring the light, to be yourself, to be Christian wherever you go. I think of this um, as like what Jesus says to the Samaritan woman at the well. He says, The water I will give will become in you a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. That's grace. It's not just I'm drinking the water, and that feels really good, good, now i got to go bring somebody else to the, to the same well that I'm drinking from. It became in me a spring of water. That's what I was also seeing in Father Mark, was like this grace that was effective in his own heart, drawing him into deeper communion with the Father. Now other people could drink from. Other people could be beneficiaries of his relationship with the Father, with Jesus. And that is the way with, with us, that this spring of water becomes a, a, a spring in our hearts, welling up to eternal life. And there's three facts of grace that we have to remember. One is that grace is always present, meaning wherever you go, God's grace is there. You can take for granted, even if you don't feel it, even if it doesn't appear that, that way, that God is there and his grace is present. It's always available, meaning if you ask for it, he will give it to you. God doesn't say, yeah, I'm here, but I'm just not in the mood to give it to you, or you didn't ask in the right way. The grace is available to you if you ask, and grace is always victorious. If you ask for the grace and you accept it with an open heart, that grace will win over any temptation, over any darkness. And this is what grace actually is. is The reason you can be a thermostat is not because you got really good at prayer or really good at holiness or you're so sure in your faith. It's that it's the Lord himself who is your thermostat. He's keeping you at that temperature. He's keeping you in his serenity, in his peace. Because the grace that he gives is not something outside of himself. It's himself. That's the gift Jesus gives us, is himself. And so when you walk in a room, wherever you go, whatever village you wander to, it's Jesus who's walking in that room. He's wearing your clothes. He's using your voice. And so we can always have this confidence that, that uh, where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. The water he gives is a wellspring welling up in our hearts to eternal life. That this abundance that we live in, the light that he's called us to live in um, is freedom, to be a thermostat and to, to bring that light, to let it shine wherever we go.